You're listening to Mike and Kristen. The podcast. I'm Mike, a musician, writer, and producer. And I'm Kristen, a painter, writer, and designer. Our show is all about following dreams, taking chances, and what life as an artist is really about. Together, we bring you weekly guest interviews and thought-provoking conversations. Let's go! It's episode 51 of Mike and Kristen, the podcast. And it's International Women's Day. It's a big day. A lot going on. I don't know which is better to celebrate. They're both pretty (laughs) awesome. 51, we're getting close to the one year mark. Yeah. It's hard to believe. 52 weeks in a year and we did a podcast for every week. And this week's guest is someone who we've been trying to get Miss Katie Kelly on for a little while, and we're just so thrilled that she finally was able to make it happen. Oh, she's the best. We had a, a great conversation, and uh, everyone knows her from being on the news and her interviewing other people. So we got to sit down with her for an hour and a half and find out her story and how she got to be where she is right now. She's such a genuine, kind person. I would say that who you see on the TV screen is who you're going to see no matter where you are. Yeah. We just, talk about that a little bit with just her. positive and just she's smiling all the time and you just can't help but feel good yourself just because she's so excited about life, it seems. It's infectious. You you just feel at ease around her. She's She's someone else who... We we know Katie a little bit, but I feel like we've made yet another great friend. I can't wait to have her back just to hang out and spend time together. Yeah, it was awesome. And yeah, an honor to get her in here and, and really get to, to know her. And shout out to Sheet Harbor. Sheet Harbor. She's the world's most famous person from Sheet Harbor. We would like to really advocate to get a town sign put up in Sheet Harbor that's home of Katie Kelly. We think she's deserving. Oh, definitely. Yeah. And you can get one in Bridgetown. I will have one in Bridgetown and you will have one in Inverness. We'll all have our respective signs. Woo! So any sign makers out there, get in touch. I'm sure that there's no permits or anything whatsoever required to put up a town we sign with our name on it. We just go put our own it. up. We'll go <laughs> Spray put paint over the existing ones. We'll just put one up for Katie because she's that awesome. Yes. Well, we'll leave it to you. Have a listen, folks. And uh, we're sure we'll, you'll love Katie as much as we do. Well, why are we wearing in headphones? podcasting? One of the good things to for wearing them is so you don't really talk over each other because mm-hmm. when the another person's voice is at the same level in your ears, you're encouraged not to speak. So it's we're encouraged. <laughs> you still can, but because when you're just, when we're all just talking in the open air, um, you hear your own voice louder. Right. So when everyone's, at, when everyone's at the same volume, it kind of allows you to just not interrupt. Not that I'm saying you're going to without wearing them. Do but. you ever rewatch <laughs> your shows? Like, do you uh, watch yourself on TV? Um, Not intentionally. Like, sometimes, like, my husband will want to watch, like, oh, I want to see that interview you did with somebody or something like that. Like, I don't go home and, like, watch the show. <laughs> <laughs> It would be fine if you did, because I I like re-listening to our episodes because it helps me learn. Totally. 
how to improve my speech or question asking. I notice words that I repeat that yeah, maybe absolutely. I could fix up. So Yeah, I used to do that a lot in the beginning. And also, too, in the beginning, it's exciting to like see yourself. So you're like, are we recording yet? Okay. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Has this started? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Okay. We should have got the little director's clicker thing. Take one. Well, it's funny because now that I know we're recording, I'm a totally different person. This is a really, this is a takeaway for me right now. I was like, oh, we're just chilling, da-da-da-da-da. And now I'm like sweating all of a sudden. I get this. The other day, so I was invited to do this mini TV show that featured some of my upholstered furniture that I make. Cool. So it's antique furniture that I make my fabric for. And it's like a antique roadshow style TV show. So I get there and have very little experience. I was a little nervous, but okay once I got there. But as soon as we started recording, the director was really energetic, we'll say. Mm-hmm. And so I almost felt like I had to mirror his energy and then before I knew it, I was like, who are you? Like, you're acting right now. You're not even, you You don't speak this way. But I was trying to just keep up with him. And it's this awkward moment because I knew the camera was rolling. Describe totally. your chair, Kristen Harrington. <laughs> <laughs> Give us some details about this beautiful upholstered piece of furniture. Yeah, that's how it was. But yeah, how do you manage that? Well, it's so interesting you say that because everybody that I interview, I immediately... And like, like while we're before the interview, while we're waiting, like I try and spend like those 10 minutes of the camera getting set up and getting the mic and all of that to like just be as like hype as possible to. And that is exactly why. Like what you just said about that director is because I want them to match my energy. I want them to be excited. You don't want this like dull, boring interview. Right. And you also want them to be comfortable. So that's like he did that on purpose. A hundred percent. Okay. This and look is what good he feedback. got. But look what he got out of you, right? You were like, oh my gosh, I'm acting. Look at me. I'm like, woo. It's because he was giving you that energy and then you were giving it back. And I just so relate to that. Like I could do a 10 minute interview, which is not that long. You guys do like hour and a half podcasts and I am exhausted after because it is like mentally draining being like so hype yeah. and excited and smiling and nodding and happiness and like trying to have them feed off of you. So it makes so much sense. But do you find that that is kind of what your personality is anyway? You, you seem like a pretty happy-go-lucky vibrant person yes but i do like sometimes crash too yeah but that is definitely who i am like i'm not fake it's not fake like the excitement and all that it truly is real um and it feels real yeah and it is like i mean maybe if you didn't know me you might think it was fake i don't know i don't know if it seems fake sometimes but i yeah i definitely am that person but i definitely also like get exhausted by my own self well, we've we've seen each other uh, the morning after at a music week, and you're still quite fresh and kind. So I'd say it's authentic. But you're working, right? Like anyone who's yeah. working an eight-hour, ten-hour job, at the end of the day, you're tired and you do crash. True. So you're putting yourself out there with that energy, and you're you have to be very on top of things. It's not just a yeah. I'm just going to go have fun at work today, and yeah. I, obviously you, you likely do have a lot of fun at work, but. You have to be very on top of things and mm-hmm. go about things a certain way. So I think no matter what job you're doing, you're going to be tired eventually. Yeah, that's true. I just feel like sometimes, like, I kind of feel bad. Like, I go home, my husband will be like, oh, I want, like, have all these questions for me. And he works 
from home and a lot of times maybe just sees like one person in a day where I've yeah. gone and had this like exhausting day and then I come home and I'm like, don't ask me any questions. Yeah. But he's at the point where he wants to talk and like yeah. be hype about the day, right? Yes, this was us for so long because I was going to my nine to five as well. And exact same feeling. I come home like oh, I had meetings all day long. All I've done is talk and make decisions and think. And poor Mike's been here just at his computer waiting to, for yeah. a friend to come home and hang out with. Yeah. It's and so now we're true. together all the time, so you probably feel quite differently. No, it's it's perfect. I can walk out and see that beautiful smile any time of the day. There you go. <laughs> well, we started before I officially knew we started, but I wanted to say to you guys, like, congratulations on the last few years because I've really admired what you guys have done. Like, it's been crazy and i know it's been a whirlwind but you know you quitting your job and just everything you do musically mike and it's just awesome seeing what you guys have done and even this podcast you've been featuring so many incredible people and i feel not even worthy of being oh. one of them oh, um gosh, so baby. yeah it's really awesome to be here and i just want to say thank you to well, guys first yeah. off that means a lot and we're truly honored to have you here as uh our 51st episode Ooh, isn't that crazy on international women's day too yeah. that's like that yeah. is an even bigger honor that yeah. even makes me nervous because no it's really crazy. special we we the timing just worked out perfectly the stars aligned to have you here on international women's day to release this episode uh i wanted to ask you if there have been any women in your life in your past that you've looked up to maybe in a mentorship way or have inspired you mm -hmm, for sure so i mean like like lots of women i'm obviously going to start with mama because yeah. that's you know she's the strongest most amazing woman i've ever met and i've just learned so much from her and it's so funny because you know the ways kind of you'll probably relate Kristen, like your mom will annoy you and whatever i have turned into all of those things. Yeah, totally. But now I'm like, no, nope, I like it. I'm here for it. Um, so I, you always have to start with your mom. And she's just taught me, I, I am that woman. It's crazy how you become your mom. Um, so her, first and foremost, um, another one that I want to mention, her name is Yvonne Colbert. I don't know if you've heard of Yvonne, but yes. she's a, a broadcaster, yeah, yeah. a longtime broadcaster um, from here. And she taught me journalism. She was my okay. teacher in school. Ah. And... Uh, I honestly wouldn't be sitting here if it wasn't for her. I went in and I was young. I went right out of high school and honestly didn't even really know for sure what I wanted to do and um, had considered taking a year off. My mom kind of talked me into going to NSCC to take the journalism program. Not that that wasn't a path that I wanted to eventually take, but I was just kind of like, you know, whatever. Yeah, Playing the field. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And it was Yvonne who made me feel like worthy of being there and good enough. And, you know, like I was a lot. There was a lot of older students in the class. And there was a lot of people who, um, you know, just felt like a better fit for the industry and whatever. I don't know. I just I didn't feel like super psyched about myself. And she just hyped me up so much and just made me feel like I could do it. And Honestly, I'll just always be so grateful to her for everything. And um, yeah, to this day, she's still like one of the people in my life that I'm like, if it was not for you, I certainly would not be doing what I'm doing. It's such a perfect example. I, I found that some of the women I look up to are those who maybe have been in the industry longer and they have these words of wisdom to pass on. But they bother to do that. Like mm. That's the difference. It's one thing to know and have these success, but to be so giving and generous and sharing those experiences like 
you're we're talking about it today and this is how many years later because it made such an impact on you Mm -hmm. yeah I know it's so crazy I've actually come across so many women in the industry it's funny because you know certain industries especially one like this and there's all these you know young girls and they all kind of want the same job and you know that can be tough and I know um, the station I work at I've been very lucky because I know not all stations are the same and it's like very cutthroat and people kind of you know fighting against each other for these jobs and I've been so lucky to work with so many women a lot of us around the same age who have really wanted similar things and have been so supportive and actually like want each other to succeed like it's funny a long time ago when I was still working in radio Anna Almeida who works at CTV now she she previously worked in radio with me. She got in TV first and I kind of trailed behind. And, um, you know, so someone you would think because we we wanted similar jobs, you would think we'd be, you know, kind of in competition. And I remember one day she was like, there's room for all of us. And that is just that alone, that line, mm-hmm. like there's room for all of us is something that I have just kept with me this whole time. And when there's other people that I, you know, younger people that are really, really good coming up and like maybe that I would be a little jealous if it was another time or whatever. I'm like, no, like I'm going to try and help you because there's room for all of us. Yes. Like you don't pour a little something bad in their coffee. Exactly. You know? <laughs> I don't because there's room for them too. And what a great way to think. And there is, there's room, there really is room for all yeah, of us. You know, sure. I think we have evidence of that now too. Like this competitive edge has been long lost Mm -hmm. because we've now shown each other how much more powerful we are united. Absolutely. Oh, I love that. And it's so true. And like, why can't we all just be that way? Well, we're here for each other now. (laughs) Finally. (laughs) Let's go back to young Katie. Okay. Little baby Katie. I still sound like I'm five. (laughs) (laughs) Tell us where, tell us where you grew up and kind of what it was like being a kid. Okay. Uh, So I'm originally from Sheet Harbor, Nova Scotia, the beautiful, beautiful Eastern Shore. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Lived there my whole life. So my mom is from a big family that's from there. And so has 10 siblings and they all kind of lived close by. So grew up with a lot of family around. Uh, My nanny was just up the street. Um, And I'm talking small town vibes. I know, Mike, you're from Cape Breton. Where are you from? I grew up in the Annapolis Valley on a road. So you guys get it. Like It's small town. There's no Tim Hortons. There is no McDonald's. There is no mall. Like if I need an outfit for the dance, I'm calling my friend to bring the five she has in her closet to school (laughs) so that, you know, like this is the situation. So, um, but it was, it was great. You know, like we drank in the woods and we, (laughs) you know. Use your imagination. It was small town living. But I will say that I definitely always had like kind of you know, big town dreams. Um, Always knew that I wanted to like live in a city. I thought when I was a kid I'd live in like Toronto or LA or something. I didn't think I would stay in Nova Scotia growing up there. Um, You lived in Toronto for a while. Just for a year. Okay, yeah. 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 You got a taste of it. I did, yeah. It's funny because... I always, like I said, I always thought I wanted to live in some huge city and it took going there to come back to realize that this is where I 100% want to be. You know, like you always think you, people there are better at their jobs and that it's like, you just think that it's just better in some way. So I had worked at a radio station in Halifax, moved to Toronto to work at um, the sister station the Toronto version. And I remember getting there thinking that everybody in those same jobs in Toronto would be so much better than the people at those same jobs in Halifax. And I'm like, oh, it's, they're just good as good in Halifax. It's just a little bit of a smaller city. Like it's, I don't know. 
So I just, I learned a lot. And then you go, oh, parking is expensive. Mm. Everything's expensive. <laughs> and it takes an hour to get everywhere. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not, can I say shitting on? I'm not oh, shitting yeah. on Toronto. It was awesome and I loved it and I love to visit there for sure. But it just made me appreciate home. Yeah. So now I'm here, ever since I came back, I'm content here now. Like before it was always like, what else is out there? Mm-hmm. But now it's like, no, this is what's up. Sheet Harbor is an hour and a half away. I can go see my mom anytime I want. Um, and I can get on a plane and go to Toronto yeah. in two hours. So I want to ask you about breakfast television. Okay. Because I read, <laughs> I read online and I played breakfast television multiple times. Uh, but I read online that you saw your brother perform yep. with this band on mm-hmm. breakfast television and that kind of set things in motion for you to want to be on TV. Is that right? Yeah, it is. It is. Um, Okay, so let me start this by saying I always wanted to be on TV, but more so I wanted to be an actor when I was, like, really young. So, like, I was obsessed with the Olsen twins. Like, I thought I was going to be on Full House. Like, like that was the original (laughs) sort of Would you be a new character on Full House? (laughs) (laughs) No, I think I would be Michelle. Okay. (laughs) I'm taking their role. Do people ever tell you you look like the Olsen twins? When I was a kid. Because I've got that before myself. Yeah, when I was a kid, and I think that's kind of where it stemmed from, too. People would always say you, like, we're the exact same age. I was short little blonde. So people would always say you look like Michelle from Full House house always and i think maybe that's why i wanted to be michelle you're giving credit to your brother but olsen twins get a little slice of the pie but i'm talking like acting that's what i thought it was um and then yeah i again very small town so when you come into the city and your brother is in a band and they're playing on bt which is the most iconic thing ever walking in there the lights the studio Liz Rigney, yeah. you know, like yes. it was, it like blew my mind basically. Um, so you, you were in the studio for the performance super it, early too, because those original performances early. were like five in the morning or something. Yeah. I think the show, what time? Yeah. yeah. It was, it would be like, I think the show used to be like six to nine. Now it's yeah. seven to nine. It was super early. It might even been like five thirty. Yeah. And you had to be there at like four. Yeah. It was crazy. Cause they had to like, they did full balance. So it was like full sound check, everything. Yeah. And yeah, I just remember sitting there and being like, wow, this could be a thing. This This is is totally a thing. This is, yeah, I just, and it was so like close to home too. So it felt like more accessible. But it's funny because I always thought like then, you know, when you're a kid, I thought like, I'll be on TV by the time I'm like 19. Like, and I really believed that. And it's just, it took took so long. (laughs) Is the acting bug still in you? It's funny because... It is like, but I don't, it's funny because I actually, I always thought that was like kind of number one. And then I ended up, you know, doing journalism, whatever, whatever, ended up on CTV. Cool. But I always thought like, oh, the acting thing is still there, but I don't think I'm actually a very good actor. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I just don't think I am. Like I do, I am interested and I do want to try it. And I've been like, kind of, sort of trying to like dabble kind of recently, but I, I'm like smart enough to know when I'm not good at something and I don't know if I'm how good I am, but I do want to like, you know, see it's still on the list. 
We have a very, very special sponsor of this episode that we both love dearly with all our hearts. The Rustic, Rustic Crust, Crust Pizza. Pizza! Yum, yum, yum. In Upper Tan Talon, Nova Scotia. These folks started off in a food truck and they now have a fully functioning restaurant. They've got a beer garden for the summertime. They get rent out for private events. They have everything there. Yeah, I can honestly say it's my favorite pizza in the world. Like, really? 10 out of 10, so delicious. It's my favorite spot to eat. And I play a lot of gigs there. They treat me like a god when I go there. They're so nice. It's hard to believe that a local pizza spot is such good supporters of the arts. They're also very supportive of community events. They have taken in a Ukrainian family. They're always giving to fundraising events. They're just amazing people across the board. And you have your art showcase there too. I've got art up there right now and I have to say I love their pizza as well of course but their Caesar salad is exceptional. Next level. The pizza is wood fired which makes it absolutely delicious and the tomatoes and flour are both from Italy. They've got an awesome collection of local craft beer and wine so you're sure to have a great drink to pair with your pizza. All of our guests that come to stay with us we bring them there for a meal. You can find this sweet little restaurant at 10 Sunny's Road in Upper Town Talon. They're open Tuesday to Sunday year-round, and their website is therusticcrustpizzeria.com. Yeah, you should definitely check it out if you're in the area. You can go to the beer garden, you can go inside. It's a cool house converted into a restaurant. Great people doing great things that we truly are huge fans of, so check them out now. Rustic Crust! Rustic Crust! I, last, last year, at the end of the year, I took an improv class. And I'm always making funny videos and I love doing skits. And I guess I love, I love acting in, in a different way as well. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to be amazing at improv. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and then, but there's just sp- specific rules that were like against how I would like really react to someone in a, <laughs> mm-hmm. in a skit. If so, like you're not supposed to ask questions and like, I'd walk up to someone, Hey, how you doing? And the guy's like, no questions. I'm like, oh shit. And like, I suck at this. <laughs> I was good at coming up with funny things, but I was always saying the wrong thing. Like, right. Were you nervous? Uh, not bad, but I wasn't completely at ease. It was like, I, I was more thinking about things and you're not supposed to think about what's, to right. come you're supposed to just react but my reactions were just the wrong thing to do in the situation do you find in everyday life you're quick like if somebody says something like is he that guy that's like has something to say it's like we always say jason baxter at work like i'll be he'll say something so quick like the funniest thing i'll be like oh that would take me an hour to think <laughs> of like i i guess i usually have something funny to say about things mm-hmm. but um yeah i guess Wit and just being right on the ball is uh, well. Comedy's all about timing, really. When you're uh, when you're in a situation with other people, if you're doing stand up or something, you have a you've written that and prepared it and rehearsed it a million times. Right. But to just be a funny guy in the room, I uh, think you're known to be the funny guy in the room. Yeah. I think Sometimes. What's, what's consistent I, about you is just. You are the same person no matter who else is around, which I really admire. I find that a hard thing to do. Like, speaking of acting, I would tend to go more into some version of myself depending on the environment I'm in, whereas Mike is just himself no matter where we are. 
Which so. is honestly a skill. It's a super skill. All yes. in itself. Yes. I'm so interested in what you guys do because as your group, the Town Heroes, yeah. group, duo, band. Band, whatever. Uh, <laughs> all, all acceptable. <laughs> uh, you're musicians, of course, and so talented, but you also are like a comedy duo, right? <laughs> yeah, like, well, they're two very different things, and we sometimes get... Some people sometimes don't take it serious for our music because we do the comedy thing. Mm. So we've had to, over the years, figure out a way to balance them in a way that makes sense. And if we release something that's funny, we always will follow up with, hey, we have these shows coming up or here's a music video we did. Because we've had videos that have kind of gone viral that have gained us a lot of attention and new fans and we're like, well, we got to capitalize on this. Mm-hmm. So we, I remember posting just a, here's a new song or whatever. And someone like, you guys make music? <laughs> like, yeah, that's, that's what we do. I've never made a dime off doing comedy. Oh but uh, <laughs> Your day is coming. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's, it's kind of a, a balancing act and walking a fine line. Because if you're constantly doing these joke things, people are either going to think your music is that as well. And our music couldn't be further from that. So it it is a balancing act. And at the end of the day, I think you're allowed to be separate things. Like, I like to joke around, but I like to write passionate songs that might make someone cry at, you know, at a show. Mm-hmm. So I think it's okay to have these multiple personalities, but to just to just show people who you really are and that that is who 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 we really are. Mm-hmm. Does something similar happen in your life, Katie, where like maybe you're in the grocery store and people assume that you're a particular person all the time or that you're on all the time? Do you feel like you have a little bit of that separation? Mm-hmm. I think yeah. Well, I think I think people do assume I am the same person all the time, but like we kind of talked about in the beginning, I kind of am. Like, if you see me at the store, I am going to, I think, I think people who meet me in real life that only watch me on TV do kind of get that same person. I think it'd be different if I anchored, you know, hard news, whatever. But I think because my job allows me to be myself, you know, like the part of, like, I'm not the person who's going to be reporting on, like, hard news. Yes. I'm not that person. Like, that's never going to be me. So, um... Because I can be bubbly on TV, I guess I when they meet me, I'll be bubbly, and yeah, I think they perfect. get what they sort of expect. What I find weird is that people think they know you, so they can literally walk up to you and say whatever they want, <laughs> like as if it was like your aunt or something. You know what I mean? Like yeah. they, like I've had people say to me, "Oh, are you, like are you trying to get pregnant?" Like I've had, you know what I mean? Like I've heard, yeah. like just the questions people feel, like somebody I've never met, the things they feel they can ask me because to them they know me. Yes, but I've never seen you before. Totally, that makes sense. Um, a question. Do you want to the most asked question I get? Yes. How come some days you wear your wedding ring and some days you don't? I've had emails <sighs> that were like pages long with like. People guessing like it's crazy. And it's funny. I I never tell people the reason because I just like frigging with them. now. (laughs) Like sometimes I'll just like put it on for a day and off for a day and on just because I can, because it's funny to me now. The amount of people invested in that. You heard it here. That's the answer, (laughs) folks. (laughs) 
<laughs> no, I will tell you guys the truth if you want to know. Honestly, it's stupid. It's like not even a good answer. It's because like my hands get like icky from wearing jewelry all the time. Like I don't even know. Sometimes people can't wear earrings that totally. often. Totally, rings. I like, don't have my rings on either. But I'm a painter and I'm washing dishes a lot. Or I don't know. Yeah. It's just not. It's not. <laughs> like a signal or anything no I, just... I get like little rashes around my ring and stuff like it irritates my hands so like i don't wear it every day and that is the only reason why you that's heard a... it here first folks <laughs> this, like honestly that's the most exclusive information you're getting today yeah. because wow, it's, it's like... the smallest of things but for you to get that question so consistently a lot like, of people guys... are mm. observant oh they're so observant um okay you want to know how observant people are another weird one if this is where we're gonna go right now <laughs> yeah. we're going um Another really weird one, and it wouldn't be as weird if I only got it once, but I've gotten it three times. People have said they see faces in my knees. Okay? <laughs> Your knees? <laughs> so the very first I wasn't one. Expecting this. <laughs> the very first one. I know, it's not like, where did you go to journalism school? It's like, tell me about the faces in your tell knees. Tell me about your knee faces. So the first one was somebody said. That they saw Bob Ross in my knees. <laughs> and then... <laughs> what is happening Like in right your... Now? In my kneecap. When like you, in my when you knee. Have, yeah, when you're like, wearing like a skirt yeah, or something? Okay. Yeah. And then, um, and then two others. I think... Okay, actually, I think it was one Bob Ross, one said babies' faces, and one might have just said faces. But there was three emails about like faces in general in my knees. <laughs> I apologize, <laughs> but everyone will be looking at your knees now. Yeah. <laughs> I know it's so weird. It's winter, so I've been wearing a Did lot of pants. Did you go home and like? Oh yeah, look we in the like. Mirror. Oh, this was like an in-depth investigation at work. Like we even like superimposed photos like into the knees. Like it was a whole thing. <laughs> the next <laughs> meme. Yeah. Are you getting these questions through email? Like, how are people contacting you about this? Um. People email me a lot, and a lot of it is like I get a lot of Facebook DMs, yeah, um, yeah, and like Twitter, Instagram DMs, yeah. like a lot of DMs. But people, I think my email must be right on our website, or it must be very easy to find. We'll put it up in the show notes so people <laughs> yeah. can send their knee <laughs> totally, face. Yeah, yeah, but people do email me a lot too. Yeah, and those are just funny ones. There's also some really like mean, hateful stuff too. If we also want to really? go there, yeah. like, yeah, totally, like. The thing about the internet, as you guys already know, people hide behind a computer and feel like they can yeah. say whatever they want. So there's also like, I'm, I'm, you know, and there's also, there's all, there's many different layers. There's also dirty things. I've yeah. got, you know, some interesting photos. Yeah. You know, there's, it's, it's all, of it's course. kind of a little bit of everything. But then on top of all that, there's like mostly amazing messages from all kinds of, you know, great people who say, very complimentary, great thing. Yeah. So there's a mix of all of it. Are you going through all of this yourself? <laughs> At like, this moment? I mean, like, <laughs> <laughs> like, are you reading all of the messages oh, first? Oh, no, I don't read a lot of them. But, yeah. like, like I don't read all of my messages. But, like, I do read some. And sometimes, like, you guys know how it is you're bored. So you sit there sometimes. Like, if I'm, like, if I'm, like waiting in a doctor's office, oh, what's in my Facebook inbox? Like, yes. I do work with some people who don't read them at all. Yeah. And then I work with some people who read the mall and it's too much like it just kind of depends i've heard that from celebrities who say i don't read the good reviews because i also don't want to read the bad reviews totally. so you can't really just be consuming yeah one thing and not balancing it with the other Absolutely. so their solution i mean there's different variations to this like you're describing but yeah. some people are just like i'm not going to bother with anything and yeah. that, i mean which is 
that's really challenging to do is just to step away and be like, I'm going to do me and not care what anybody else has to say about it. So Mm -hmm. kudos. I know. And I have sometimes I have like really good weeks that I feel I'm like, oh, my God, I'm killing it. All the stuff I did this week was so good. I'm making good TV. Everybody loves me. Yeah. And then some weeks I'm like, I hate myself. Everything I do sucks. I'm everybody hates me. I'm like in a hole. Like, it's so crazy. And it's funny because like you can get one of those great messages and then you can get like one message and it will totally like burst your bubble and deflate you. And it's like, like I'm not some big celebrity. Like I'm a news host in like Halifax. Who cares? Like I'm not, you know, I'm not Pretty this big. huge deal. Care quite a bit. <laughs> okay. But like in the grand scheme of things and people like, do they just not assume we read our, ma- I don't know. Like the people who say really mean things, like I'm still shocked that you're just not, you're you're just that mean of a human. You know what I mean? Like I've gotten um like handwritten letters from viewers that are just like, I'm just writing to tell you how much I don't enjoy you. You know what I mean? Like, wow, I just crazy. needed to take this time to <laughs> yeah, handwrite a letter. They have. Yeah, That's totally. Crazy. Cutting out magazine totally. letters. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But then again, again, I always have to go back to there it's like the good just so outweighs the bad and there's so many positive ones uh, that make it, you know, all okay. Yeah. But there is a lot of shitty ones, too. When you're having a week like you described earlier where, yeah, things aren't going the best and you feel like you're not putting out the best content, how, how do you overcome that? Um, Two people. My home husband and my work husband. Yeah. Um, I'll start with my uh, home husband. He, so my husband, Josh, and I, I don't know if you, what, if. You guys have ever met Josh before, but yeah, briefly. He's yeah. also a musician. Yeah. Um, we met um, at my first job, which was Z one hundred three, that doesn't even exist anymore. The radio station of Halifax. Yeah. I was on the street team. He was on the street team. We met. You know, we're twenty years old, both going to the bar at the same time. We really like came up together in the yeah. industry, mm-hmm. and um. Which I love that I'm with someone that has helped me like get where where I am, and same with him yeah. uh so he has just been my biggest supporter this whole time and i go home excited to him i go home crying to him i go home everything to him um so he's like my number one like always um jason baxter has been one of the other he's kind of like if it was international men's day he would be who I was showing up because uh he has worked at ctv for like i think it's 25 years this year and he loves it like he 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 never complains. Incredible. He loves it. And you know how sometimes you, you're around people who are negative and it rubs off on you? His positivity rubs off on me. He will send me voice notes, you guys, literally. Like, he will send me a voice note that'd be like, Katie, can you believe that we are the hosts of Live at Five? Remember oh. how you watched that show growing up? <laughs> Remember that? Now we're on it. I mean, he's been there for 25 years. And to this day, he is that excited about being there, about telling people stories, about the amazing content that we can put out into the world. And it just, like, gets me so amped up. I love this. And if mm. I need, like, any kind of... And honestly, like, I do have down days, but I am... They would... I would think if you asked around at work, they would say I'm one of the more positive people. Like, for sure. Not that a bunch of people there are negative, but I mean, in terms of just day-to-day, I'm positive. But I do have my days, and that man will bring me up in two seconds. He can say, he gets me like giddy about my job. You know what I mean? (laughs) Like, which is, you need those people around you. Yeah, it's so easy to forget where you started. 
And, 100%. And, you know, and look at where you are now. It's a hard thing to say to ourselves, especially, yes. but to have somebody that's been there 25 years and still be a cheerleader about the role, much less you being in it, is incredible. It's so awesome. Like, how excited he is for life. And, you know, like, it does make me think, holy crap, like, sometimes I will walk into the studio and be like, is this real like we all kind of do it like even maria too like i'll be like can you believe this is where we work and this is our job and she's like i know because one thing about the three of us we do have a lot of people who work at ctv who are from all parts of the country but aren't maritimers but it's a special Mm. different thing when you are from here and you work there especially we talked about bt growing up watching those shows they become iconic to you. Yeah. And it is, it's different. It's different when you grew up watching it and you understand the legacy and then you're part of it. Like, it is, it's a dream come true. Like, every day I, I'm appreciative. I've been wanting to ask you if you would just walk me through your day. Okay. So, <laughs> like, I want to know about hair and makeup. I want to know about if you are choosing your guests, if you're writing your questions. Like, tell me about your day. Okay. So, how every day is, it, like, not, they're not super different, but I'm just going to walk you through today. Okay. Because then... Because I remember it, basically. Okay, so this morning... So, first of all, one of the other big questions I get asked is, what are my hours? I work 9 to 6. People think I show up at 3 and somebody puts makeup on me and then gives me a script. That is not the case Mm -hmm. (laughs) at all. I wish it was. (laughs) But no, I actually don't because I I do find the before part fun. Um, But I work 9 to 6. So, today, I got to work. I do my makeup myself, but I do it at work, not at home because... Because I have to wear makeup for work, I feel like I need to be paid for that time. (laughs) So I always do my makeup at work. Yes, yes. (laughs) Um, But I had a shoot right away that was actually for a commercial for a contest that we have coming up that Mike, you are going to be part of. Hot tub. Hot tub giveaway is coming up for people who are waiting for our annual hot tub Uh. giveaway. We're going to be announcing that soon. Um, So I had a commercial shoot to promote this contest. So as soon as I got to work, I put my own makeup on and changed. I have a closet at work with, um, like, all my work clothes that I just leave there. So I put makeup on. I grabbed an outfit. and um, Your outfits are always bomb. Oh, thank Side you. Side note. Thank I have commented you. on your fashion before. Just, okay, keep going. But I had to just throw that in there. Yes, thank you so much. Icon, yeah. That's a part-time job as well. Yeah. Like, you know, people <laughs> yeah. don't think about, like, we have to find outfits for stuff. Like, uh, that is a little bit, str- I love it, but it's a little bit stressful, yeah. to be honest. Um, So I went and, like, it was at the station, so I just went out into the studio and recorded this commercial. Then um, I had an interview at 10 at the station with a filmmaker. And so I did that interview. And then after that... um. I immediately went and watched the interview and picked all the clips I wanted to use. So I go through all of my interviews myself. Mm-hmm. The um, interview that I did at 10, I had to prep for yesterday because I knew I wouldn't have time this morning. So I had watched the film, done some research, figured out what I wanted to ask, kind of get my focus so that mm-hmm. I knew going in what I was going to do. But normally, like before the interview, I would spend time prepping as well. So a typical day is like go in, prep for an interview, do an interview go through, pick all my clips, find every visual associated. So, like, if I was interviewing the town heroes, I would, you know, go on your social media, go on your website, creep you guys, see what you're up to, 
um, if there's any recent interviews that you've done. I, I don't always, but if I really am going to make sure I don't want to miss anything, I'll go watch those um, just to like kind of not miss anything, have all the info I need, and then do the interview and then um, find after the interview, I'll find any visuals associated. So if you talked about your dog in the interview, I'll go through your Instagram and find a picture of your dog. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, just find kind of anything. And then, you know, obviously music videos, pictures, whatever. And um, pick all the clips. Write a script around it. Um, get somebody to vet it. Go voice it. And then hand that off to an editor. So I, don't, I do everything but the actual editing. Mm-hmm. I'm capable. I can do it, yeah. but I do not do it. Um, and then from there, so my section of the show is basically I have a five minute block that I can do with whatever I want. So if my interview is two minutes that day, I still have three minutes to fill. If my interview is three minutes that day, I still have two minutes to fill. I keep my interviews usually, they're under three minutes usually, unless it's like sting, but, um, I try to keep them between like two and three minutes. And then I usually have a few other minutes to fill. So I'll fill it with, if somebody has a new song or there's something you know today it was like hillsburn has an album coming out on friday and they had a new song so i you know aired a little clip of their song promoted yeah. their album on friday just whatever yeah. um what's it called megadeth announced they're yes. coming to halifax yeah. and moncton their poster's so, awesome yeah so I, I so for example that concert got announced so i go get one of their music videos and put it in the system, and then I write a script like, hey, we have concert news. This is, you know, the who, what, when, where, and why. So I do all of that myself. I write all my own scripts. I source all my own video. I line up my segment, and it's pretty time-consuming. Do you have to get rights for videos, like music videos and stuff? Or if it's on YouTube? So so (laughs) basically, you don't have to get rights, um, but we have to source it. So like, you'll notice if I have a town heroes video playing up in the corner, it'll say like source YouTube slash the town Heroes." Yeah. So we tell people where we got the video yeah. from. Um, we do a SoCan report as well. So mm-hmm. we let people, we let SoCan know like what music we aired. So they get like a list from yeah. us every month of all the songs that we used. Okay. Cool. Yeah. So I can like, I can pretty much take anything I want off YouTube as long as I, it's called like source or courtesy it where it came from. Are people coming to you to let you know about, say, this upcoming al- album that Hill- or song that Hillsburn's putting out? Would they reach out to you and let you know about that? Or are you just kind of poking around to see what catches your eye? It's very much both, but most local artists and artists in general have PR people yeah. that send out information so like hillsburn that came through um one of my pr contacts Mm -hmm. um but i am constantly scrolling social media i follow as many local musicians and actors and you know filmmakers as i can so that what they're doing pops up because sometimes you know it's not necessarily something somebody would send in a press release it's just something fun like if you know if joel plaskett posted a cute video of his cat I'd air that. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, yeah. I can kind of air whatever <laughs> yeah. I want. His publicist isn't sending that to you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So whatever I consider content, yes. you know, is. Like if the Town Harrows do a, you know, cute video or you posted this art piece that like went viral, like I would just, I would just post, I would just air that. So it's also me kind of looking um, for content. I'm always looking like you should see my phone. It's all screenshots. 
Because on the weekend, too, like if I'm scrolling and something, I'm like, oh, shoot, I should air that. I'm like, screenshot, screenshot. So mm-hmm. I always have to go back through my phone pretty much every day and make sure make sure I didn't miss anything that was, you know, that I wanted to talk about. But it is. But a lot of it does come through PR people or people reaching out themselves. And um, I will say I appreciate that because there's things like you can't get everything and you can't know about everything. And there's like, mm-hmm. sometimes I'll see something I missed and I'll be heartbroken, but I'm like, no one told me. Yeah. It's impossible. And yeah. especially you're, you're focusing a lot on local artists, which is amazing. But then you're also getting people like Ed Sheeran on yeah. your show and the Backstreet Boys and Kurt friggin Browning. Like. <laughs> Kurt Browning. Oh, oh. <laughs> Kristen's a former figure skater. <gasps> well, yes, in my younger okay, so years. And Kurt the... Browning was, mm. yes, like a dreamboat. Like, I just, yeah, I looked up to him a lot. And I he... will say something about Kurt Browning. So I interview all kinds of people. I'm like, you know, some, some good-looking men and stuff. But Kurt Browning, like, after that interview, I went back and I was like, I went to work, I was like, you guys, I miss him now. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> crazy about it. Like, I loved him so well, he much. he still looks 25. He, he had, it's like... It's also just, he has this, like, way, this air about him. You just, like, he's so, I don't know. He's, like, loving. It's like you, he, and he does it with everyone. Like, I know I'm not special, but it was, like, he left, and I was, like, oh, my God. He is just, like, he just makes me feel away. And you were a figure skater that day. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> so his um, last Stars on Ice show uh, is coming up in April. Wow. He's, uh, I don't know if retiring is the right word to use, but from Stars yeah. on Ice. Um, so this is it for him in April. So this is going to be our last dance coming oh, up here soon. So stay tuned. It Katie has to be something Kurt. special. <laughs> that yeah. is special. Mm-hmm. Have there been other sort of out-of-the-box experiences that you've had? Oh, <laughs> this is all on air, too. So. Um, okay, I'll tell you about one of the like most stressful slash at the end very satisfying interviews I did so I got this job officially in the summer of 2019 like the entertainment role on five I've been with CTV for longer and I did a lot of stuff in the morning show but like having this full-time entertainment role was summer of 2019 which was the summer that Common came for Jazz Fest Mm -hmm. and so um, most of the stuff I do, as you know, like I'm when you see me on the show, I'm live, but my interview has been previously taped, mm-hmm. right? But sometimes I'll go places and, and do actual live hits like we did at Music Week. Yeah. So one of the first, it wasn't the first ever, but one of the, oh, the first ever, I, that was bad. I'll tell you about that. But the, <laughs> one of the, one of the first, it was the, that first summer and I was really trying to be like, good at this job and really trying to show people like you know I'm, I'm gonna be good at this you I'm made the right it. choice <laughs> yeah and so Common was coming who is a big deal he's won every huge award you know he's yeah. like a huge star and I was like I'm gonna get this interview with Common so I'd been like dealing with PR people da 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 and they were like yes you have Common so I was like oh my gosh this is crazy this is so good so we'd been like promoting on the show I'm gonna have Common it's gonna be live it's gonna be awesome so I go down to the um like the site where Jazz Fest is on the waterfront and um it's like 20 minutes before we're supposed to be live and he's there doing sound check so I can see him I know he's there so I'm like pretty calm and but then it's like 10 minutes before we're live and I'm like can someone go get him now because I want him standing here I want to make sure he's mic'd we're ready we're you know not panicking anyway and then so this one of the PR people goes off and then comes back and says 
he's not doing it. I was like, what do you mean? They're like, oh, like, they don't even know about it. Whatever. And I was like, this has been arranged for days. We're on in 20 minutes. We're live. We have to fill five minutes, which in TV time is an eternity, you yes. guys. Like five minutes yeah. to fill five. It, like, it's not 30 seconds. It's five minutes. Plus, we've been promoting it. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm just thinking, what am I going to do? So I have like my CTV, like stick microphone in my hand. I go, he's on stage doing sound check. I go over to like the ground in front of the stage and I just start waving my arms in front of him, <laughs> like with this microphone. And he like takes his like, what's his little in-ear inner ear? Yeah, his yeah. little in-ear thing out and he look, just kind of looks at me. And he was like, yeah. And I was like... I'm supposed to interview you in 10 minutes and it's live and we've been promoting it and you can't do this to me. And he was like, he was like, okay, okay, yeah, okay. And like, takes his things out, like, and cut. Oh, and the other thing he said was, he's like, but he was like wearing this white t-shirt doing his sound check and he was like but I'm not dressed whatever and I was like you look amazing <laughs> and he was like oh fine so anyways he takes the things out of his ears comes down and he's like you're very persuasive and everybody was kind of just around was just kind of like shocked because it was like this is not happening <laughs> da, 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 da. and then I just went over and like basically begged for my life and used literally the words please don't do this to me <laughs> And he came and it was like one of the most epic interviews ever. He was awesome. And yeah, I was like, okay, if I can do that, then I can do anything. Like I felt like, okay, I got this. You made it happen. Yeah, Yeah. the tenacity worked for you. Yeah, it was very stressful. Um, My first live interview was with Adam Baldwin. Yes. Live at, um, what was, it was like a sports, me and sports. There was some sports event down in... um, like Rogers Square, maybe hockey. I think it was, uh, I don't know. There was an event and Adam was performing. And basically what happened was I couldn't hear the studio. So I didn't know if I was live on air or not. So they had thrown to me, but I'm just standing there and I don't say anything. And then when you watch it back, I'm making like a crying face. I'm just like, (laughs) (laughs) so I was yeah, that was one of the low days. We That's, talked about the high days and the low days. It was a low day. It's good to have that spectrum and understanding. Mm. It's funny now. We all have those. Mm. And they're learning experiences too. Like, oh, man. You, you pick up all the little things. I bet you never had the studio not come through in your ear after that. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, we have so many. Like, our director, like, we're a very tight-knit little group. Our director yeah. is one of my good friends, and she, she'll be like, okay, I'll FaceTime you. Like, we'll have all these, like, other options to know that everything is going to yeah. work. And yeah. then you have an environment like Music Week where it's just this flow of people, and you don't really know who you're going to get. Yes, it's so, chaos. And, like... Something else I wanted to talk to you about, almost asking for your advice, because okay. we're we're a year into podcasting, and like I was talking about earlier, I'd like to listen back just to learn. Mm-hmm. What I still struggle with sometimes is I want to be as present and attentive as possible and use the conversation that we're having to naturally roll into the next question. Mm-hmm. That said, you still have to be kind of prepared with something in your back pocket in case things, you know, start to get a little quiet or you want to shift gears. I'd love to hear how you manage just being with the guest, but still doing your job. Okay. Well, I think first and foremost, we talked about that prep, knowing the key things 
that you need to make sure you get out. So if you're interviewing somebody, so I interview a lot of musicians. So let's say they have a new album out. The most important thing is that at some point I ask them about that album. Yeah. And then otherwise, you just chat and flow. And before the interview's over, you think, God, did I ask them about the album yet? And if you didn't, make sure you ask them and then you're done. But otherwise, like, let the conversation flow. If you're going somewhere like Music Week or something, though, like, and you don't know who you're going to be talking to, and sometimes you might not even know who some of the people are. Yeah. It's good to have something prepared that's kind of like some basic questions or like have this like one question that you ask everybody like say it's like what is your favorite music video of all time and then so no matter who comes through smart you've got this like one thing prepared even if you know nothing else to ask them you could say hey we're asking everybody this question what's your favorite music video and then you and it's like thanks so much could you spell your first and last name just for the camera for our editors but secretly it's because i don't know who you are (laughs) you know what i mean like there, you just like such a good tip. So, what's your favorite music video of all time? <laughs> we gotta, we gotta go there now. How did I manage that awkward moment? No? <laughs> oh man, favorite music video of all time. It's so bad because my my mind automatically always goes to the Spice Girls for everything. I so I like uh. blackout and I can only think about the Spice Girls. My obsessions, music wise, were the Spice Girls and Tupac. Oh, Tupac. Nice. I had a poster of him on my wall. Actually, for my, I think it was my 18th birthday, we came into the city, uh, again, from a small town, the most exciting thing imaginable, and I brought the poster of Tupac <laughs> from my bedroom and put it up in the hotel. Like, what? I was yeah. in love with, with him. You? Yeah. Okay. Brought if my I, own decor. If I tell you guys this, this means that I've literally bared all secrets today. <laughs> I never. Oh. I killed Tupac. No. <laughs> oh my god. No, but I have three tattoos. They're not all visible. One of them says Tupac, nice. <laughs> and I never tell anybody that. It's kind of like a secret. Are you ashamed? I'm not. Like maybe I am in a way. I don't think I'm ashamed, but it's like it's kind of random. I think it was like one of those, you know. You're it's, 20 it's and it's mark like, what of am your, I gonna... Yeah, it's a mark yeah. of your life. Totally. What are the totally. other two? I have, Spice Girls. Yeah. I have classic <laughs> butterfly tattoo. Yeah. Not in that spot, but off to the side. And then I have a little crown behind my elbow and my husband has a matching one. Nice. Yeah. Do you want more? I don't. Okay. I would probably not have any if I could go back, I think. I don't like dwell over it, but... I don't super mm. love having them. Mm-hmm. I think tattoos look really good on people, and I and anytime someone gets one, I'm like, oh, that's awesome. But neither of us have a tattoo, and I feel like now everyone has a tattoo, mm. and which is cool. Again, like they look good, and it's people the it makes people happy, makes them feel confident, and they're proud of what's on them. So that's the only thing that matters in the end. Yeah, but. Uh, I find it's not a unique thing to get a tattoo anymore just because so many people have them. Like it's more unique to not totally. have a tattoo now. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. I know I interviewed Miles Goodwin one time and I asked him about his He tattoo. just played his last show. I know. Oh, it was epic. I was there. Snowstorm. Oh, oh man. Oh yeah, that's yeah. right. You yeah, guys could stayed over. And your mom yeah. got your hotel because oh, yeah. she didn't your want you to drive in the storm. Yeah, so yeah. she could sleep. Yeah. Yes, of course. Which was hilarious. So to me. sweet. Yeah. But I the first time I interviewed Miles, I can't I think I was asking like rapid questions and one of the things I said was like, How many tattoos do you have? And you know, he's like this rocker who's been around forever. And 
he's like, I don't have any tattoos. Yeah. And I was like, that's shocking to me. Yeah. So to your point, it's kind of, you know, more common to have tattoos than not. And it's like, it's like, oh, you don't have tattoos? That's weird. It's almost weird to not have a tattoo. Yeah, I'm, I'm indifferent. Like, again, looks great on people. If you wanted to get one, if not, that's awesome too. Just just be a good person in the end. Exactly. Right? All that matters, right? <laughs> Is there anybody on your dream list of interviews that you're hoping to connect with? Um, I always answer this question in sort of two parts because there's a local answer and then there's like a dream big answer. Yes. You know, like I really would love to interview Anne Murray. Um, mm. She's not accepting interviews at this <laughs> we time. We tried to get her on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, and, she and, might say yes to you. Yeah. I don't know if she's done with that. Um, she did have that documentary owed a couple years ago. Um, and I know she did one interview then, but yeah, she doesn't seem to be super accessible. So that's still like I have a, this, you know, tiny hope. Yeah. Um, but she's definitely. Um, on my list, Sarah McLaughlin is another one. Yeah. Like I just, I want to interview all of the the locals who made it big, and the other is um, Donald Sutherland. Yeah. So you know, there's there's some sort of Maritimers that I would love to great chat list. with that I haven't yet. Because I mean, on the Maritimer list, I have interviewed a lot of them. Yeah. Um, but there's those few that you know I won't ever feel like oh completely fulfilled unless I mm. get those ones. Um, but then if you're talking like you know international celebrities. Anybody who watches our show knows about me and the Beebs. Yeah. So, I mean, but I also do say I'm scared that I'd be so disappointed that it would not be worth it. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like he would disappoint me. Mm. I do. I don't know that. I don't know. I think that I have this vision in my head of how it would go. And it just wouldn't be that. And it would be sad. I never thought about that. We were chatting earlier, Mike and I, about who we might have been the most nervous for mm-hmm. to interview. And they're usually... Who is that? Who's the answer? Well, we both agreed it was Nancy, Nancy Regan. Totally. Although 10 seconds after she was here, I felt like I had known her forever. And now I I love her and she's Mm -hmm. my friend. And like I can text like, hey, Nance, which makes me feel like the coolest person (laughs) in the world. Same as you. Like I just, I, I love that what this has brought us and the people it's brought into our world. But I think it's more... Because you admire them and look up to them so much. And even having you here, Katie, like you, you've just, you've done so much with your life, but you've given so much as well. And I, I saw Nancy kind of in the same light. And part of it is the nature of your role that you're naturally meeting lots of people. But Mike and I were also reflecting on your uh, hosting of the Music Week award show. How, and winner and, of a Music ah, Nova Scotia and you award. Won an award that, oh, like, it just, you've, You've fallen into this so naturally. I I just feel like you're where you're supposed to be. And it's one thing for us to feel that ourselves. It's probably more important for us to feel that way ourselves. But Mm. we just see like you on a tear right now. And so it's just really exciting to, I I guess, talk to you maybe at this moment in your career, because who knows where it will go. And and what you're doing now is just so important. You're highlighting people. You're giving them an opportunity to talk about their life and their art. Um, that's in a way what we're trying to do as well. But it's it's just such a an offering. Um, and what a what a joy that this is what you get to do for your work, I imagine. Ugh. Well, I feel very lucky that I get to feature other people. Like one thing when I do my job, I really try not to make it about me. 
Like, and even right now I'm uncomfortable because I feel like, oh my God, did I talk too much? I've been blabbing, da, da, da. Because I never want to make things about me. I want to have fun with the people and be part of the fun and whatever. But at the end of the interview, I want people to feel like they, I've made them the look that, I've made them look the best that they could, you know, sure. like I want to make it about them. So I have, I'm a little bit uncomfortable with all of, you know, with. But I, I that imagine part. that's like you receiving this award is the public's recognition of exactly that. It's like a thank you. Right. OK, but I'll also say this. So I know you guys have talked about Nancy a lot, the imposter syndrome thing. Yeah. And it's real. Like right. I like people be like, oh, we like host this event or do this thing. And I'm like, nobody wants me there. Nobody cares. Like, I still feel like a little bit stupid. You know what I mean? Like, I still have those feelings of like, you know, why would you want me to do that? I don't know. It took me a long time to get in this job, too. So I think, like, I spent a lot of years feeling like I wasn't worthy of doing it. Like, a lot of people, mm. you know, especially today, people jump into jobs a lot quicker. And it's a lot, it's just different. Yeah. And, um, like, you know, we hire a lot of people that have only had, like, maybe one other on-air job or, or brand new. Like, that didn't used to be the case back in the day. And um, I think you guys know a little bit about my history, but I come from marketing and radio. I took journalism, and journalism was, was what I wanted. But I had took a really weird route to get there when it became that I was in the working world. Yeah. Right? Has that served you? It's totally served me. It's made me so much better at my job. First of all... When you work in marketing in Halifax, the connections that you make, I know everyone. So many people all the time are asking me for people's phone numbers. I'm like, oh, I'll just call that person. I know so many people that benefit me in this role. Mm-hmm. Um, it taught me the marketing sales side of media, which is very important to know. Um, and if nothing else... Not having the exact job I wanted for so long makes me appreciate the one I have now so much more. So there's so many different layers. Um, I, at, at the time, there was there was times that I was a little bit like, you know, ungrateful and maybe a little, you know, grumpy about being where I was. But now looking back, it the timing happened for a reason. I wouldn't have been ready. I wouldn't mm. know the things I know. Um, and maybe I'd be a spoiled brat because I'd feel that, oh, I just deserve this, you know? Who knows? Are you able to, I've been reading a lot about um, like allowing things into your life and and similar to the story you're sharing where you have to go through certain steps or evolve as a person before some of these opportunities will present themselves. So when we're younger and starry eyed looking at New York and LA and like if Mm -hmm. you went there right from growing up in on a road chances are you're going to be overwhelmed or fail. And and then that dream, you might cut it off there. Whereas if you take these stepping stones, do you sort of do any targeted practice on yourself as a person? Just separate work from it, like just you and your own growth, um, maybe your spirituality. Like, how are you fueling yourself to welcome in this life? Um, Every January, my husband and I, we have these books I don't know how old they are probably eight or nine or ten years old that we got you know from staples or something (laughs) like we just have these like notebooks and every year at the beginning of the year we both sit there and just like write down what we want for the year and it could be anything we want it doesn't have to be work related it's just about us and what we want for our lives it could be to work out more it could be to start giving blood like it could be absolutely anything and 
I just feel like saying out loud the things that you want and want to work on and want to be is key to all of this because I spent so many years sitting in a radio station doing marketing waiting for someone from CTV to walk across the parking lot and knock on the door and say, Katie, come be on TV. Mm. Like, I didn't say it out loud, but I sat there, like, mad about that I wasn't doing it. Well, if you don't tell anyone, they're not going to know. And it wasn't until I realized you need to tell people what you want that it will actually happen or can at least start the process of happening. Like, no one is going to come find you and ask you to be on TV. Like, that's ridiculous. Mm. Right? Yes. And so, anyway, with these books, like you know, we both have a lot we want to do still. And if you look back, it's so, it's, man, I was just this past January when we were writing stuff. Oh my God, like so much of this stuff happened. It's crazy. It would blow your mind. Like there's this one year, like, I don't know, six or seven years ago, like my husband was like drawing this logo, this pop culture logo. Like it has this like shoe and it says pop culture in my book for me and it was my first tv show on like the bell community one channel that january we're like we're getting the show and like by summer we had that show you know so it's just saying it out loud manifesting it um i think also it's it's being a good person a positive person and putting all those feelers out you know working really hard people saying no that's okay you just try again are you able to say no to things I'm learning to now. It's funny because I spent a long time. So when I was first trying to get on TV, I was like, yes to everything. I don't care if I get paid. I'll do everything. Like, it took me a long time. I'm finally at the point now where I'm like, yeah, I'll do that, but I got to get paid. Or, you know, like, I'm st- I'm starting to be like, no, like, I'm worth something. Because mm-hmm. it's and not even just about money, but just in general. Um, it's funny because the other day, oh, gosh, I hope she doesn't hear this. One of my really close <laughs> friends asked me to um, be part of this fundraiser. For a cause that's a great cause, but I have lots of causes I'm passionate about that I don't do near enough for, let alone one I'm not passionate about. Mm-hmm. And so had reached out to me and said, like, hey, would you, like, want to do this with me, da-da-da. And because I love this person, I wanted to say yes and da-da-da, but I was like, I know when this time comes, I'm going to not have time to do it. I'm not going to want to do it. It's going to stress me out. And if it was four years ago, I would have been like, yep, I'm in, da-da-da, and I would have dealt with it, and it would have been hell and whatever. But I was like... No, you're going to say no. You're going to say, I love you and I wish I could do this with you, but I just can't. And I did. And I'm like so proud of myself for saying no um, because it is hard to say no. But I am. I feel like I'm finally at that point in my life. Like I'm looking ahead. You know how it's always like, oh, that's future Katie's problem. I'm realizing like how quick that future comes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, future is now. The future is now. So like if there's something that somebody asks you to do and like you just don't want to do it, like. Who cares? Say no. Like, people understand. I find I always, if I want to say no to something, I look for an excuse that is a reasonable excuse. <laughs> then I'll say that, but then they might come back with a rebuttal. Well, we could change the date of it. I'm like, <laughs> oh, shit. Why don't I, why don't I just... another dentist appointment. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I got, <laughs> I think figuring out how to... In a in a reasonable way and just a friendly way, let let people down, you know. Mm-hmm. Like I, I think it's it's a hard thing, and I think people from the Maritimes, especially, you just don't want to let people down. Mm-hmm. But I I got to get better at that myself. It is there's hard. a there's a bigger conversation, I would say, and more broad social acceptance of this. Though, like we're encouraged to manage ourselves and not burn out, uh, and and. 
yeah, be healthy. It really it boils down to just taking care of yourself. Absolutely. And so can we like spill the beans on what happened when I was supposed to be here the first time? So, <laughs> so uh, I was supposed to be on this podcast. Was it December? Yeah, no, it was January. It was January. Yeah, not that long ago. ago and too. I was so excited about it. I had it in my calendar, and yeah, one thing led to another. Anyway, that morning ended up being a bad morning, and I, I just didn't show up. Like, got a message from you, Kristen, saying like, oh, "You're on your way," and I absolutely was not on my way, and. You know, it sucked and I felt sick and I'm still sick about it. But I, I literally forgot because my head went somewhere else. I was having I found January to be a like just a I don't know. I just wasn't there mentally. I just was feeling blah. I had like no energy. I didn't want to do anything. And I wasn't feeling like positive about life, basically, mm-hmm. which is not like me at all. I'm not usually like that. Um, so like I said to you earlier off. Not off camera, but off podcast. <laughs> off air. Um, off air. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, I'm glad it. I'm glad now that it happened because I feel like our conversation today is way better than what you would have gotten from me on that day. But you know, it still sucks. It still sucks. Well, and and like we talked about that day and since, I I understand why you felt bad for for not being able to be here on that day, but. Like I shared, it's not the first time this has happened because we're all humans and this Mm -hmm. has happened to Mike and I before too. Like, and it's hard because especially when you sort of have this regimented schedule, like you're working nine to six and the expectation, like you you have to be there, but life still goes on. Like there's all Mm -hmm. these things happening behind the scenes. I imagine it's particularly hard too because you're, you're on camera and people are, you know, if people are looking at faces in your knees, like they're <laughs> they're watching you. Mm-hmm. Um, like, is that are you aware of that? Does that feel have you like maybe you've gotten used to this of just like, yeah, people are looking at me and I don't know. And this goes back to like the imposter syndrome thing. I do. I always feel stupid talking about this because I don't want it to be like, oh, I assume people are like, you know what I mean? Like, I feel stupid. But like the other night we went to the April Wine concert in Truro and there was a lot of people there, obviously. It was packed. And we were over in the little area where people get drinks and stuff. And, like, so many, so many people came up to talk to me. And, like, wanted pictures and whatever. And at that point, I was, like, very aware. Like, I felt like I felt like people were looking at me. And I didn't, I don't mind it. I think it's, like, kind of cool. It's, like, you know, I'm not shy. And I don't hate mm-hmm. attention, clearly. <laughs> I'm, you know, I work in t- TV for a reason. But it is, like... It is kind of surreal at the same time. Yeah. Like, I don't, I definitely, I'm not like, oh, I love it and I want it all the time. But I also, like, I think it's really cool to make an impact on people that way. Yeah. And I think it's cool because we've, we've all talked about growing up in a small town and maybe looking a little starry eyed at others, imagining that either that's not available to me or mm-hmm. it's only for people that are in the city. And I love hearing your story and your honesty because to me it's like channeling right to six-year-old me listening to people like the three of us now as adults and being able to encourage them and say that it's available to you as well totally and i so i'm from sheet harbor i will tell anyone that will listen about being from sheet harbor and that they should go there they should visit there it's like the proudest thing about me and i it's like I always say that everything I do is, like, for my mom. So, like, after the show, if my mom didn't 
text me to tell me I looked cute or that I did a good job. I'm like, why did I even go to work today, mom? Like, <laughs> I went there so that you could be proud. Like, yeah. and that's how I kind of feel about Sheet Harbor too. Like, I like I want Sheet Harbor to be proud of me. You know, I yeah. love that I'm from this small town, and I love any time I can go back there to like, you know, you know, they ask me to do the odd thing like host events or whatever. And I love being able to do that and and be part of it. Sheet Harbor and the whole Eastern Shore seems like it's the last undiscovered part of Nova Scotia. Yeah, it is. And um, it kind of upsets me a little bit. Like, I just, I feel like people, I don't know, I feel like people shit on it a little bit here it's and there. It's beautiful there. It's so gorgeous. Um, I shouldn't say people shit on it, but it's like people are so obsessed with the South Shore, which is also beautiful and I also have so many connections with. But I feel like, you know, yeah, but people, it's just like underrated. Um, one thing I'll say, if anybody goes to Sheet Harbor, so there is um, a, a restaurant called The Henley House and um, my grandparents were the Henleys and it was their house. And oh. it's like one of the only restaurants in town. And so when you go in there, the Henleys, like my mom is a Henley and all her siblings and the hallway is like lined with photos of all my aunts and uncles and it's cool. like my family and it was my nan's house growing up um and so now when i go there and i go eat in this restaurant i, I call it nan's because it's my mm. nan's house um but yeah the henley house is my nanny's and so anytime i'm sheet harbor i get to go eat at nan's that's so i gotta cool. pay for it now <laughs> <laughs> but it's like it's a cool little connection is your mom still in the house you grew up in? Yeah, my mom's in Sheet Harbor. Yeah. And um, she, like, basically is the freaking mayor of the town. <laughs> She's, like, president of Chamber of Commerce. She wrote for um, the Guysboro Journal, which is, like, the local newspaper. She yeah. just retired from that, like, a few months ago. Um, she's, like, was the King Lion for years, but she's still, like, on the Lions. Like, she's, you know, every possible fundraising committee, all that type of stuff. Um She's she's there part of it. You come by it honestly then. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm. Well, Kristen said earlier that it, it seems like you're in the, the perfect position and you're hitting home runs just nonstop <laughs> there. But do you, do you feel like that's what you want to do for the rest of your life? Or do you have other ideas in mind? Um. So in terms of like the present i'm very content which is nice because i spent so many years not being content so yeah. it's nice to like kind of breathe for a second and just yeah. enjoy the moment so so first and foremost i'm enjoying the moment i am well aware this is not going to last forever um and so i'm you know day to day very much appreciative and and again in the moment um in terms of you know other things that i would like to do we talked about the acting thing yeah again i need to like kind of like wrap my head around and figure it out but i would like to sort of dabble mm -hmm. in that a little bit more maybe it's like film television maybe it's theater like i don't know like it's something that's definitely like sitting there but yes. i don't know like yeah. what the answer is and again i might suck so maybe it's nothing but it's something i need to like figure out um and other than that like i would like to do more with social media I don't know what exactly, like, I don't even know how to answer this, but I would like to, like, figure out my social media niche. I don't know whether that is taking what I'm currently doing and putting more of it on there. And you know what I mean? Like, I don't know what it is, mm -hmm. but I would like to, it's something on my goal list of, like, getting better at and figuring out. Um, I really would like to stay in Nova Scotia. Yeah. That being said, I would like to, you know, have opportunities elsewhere and maybe travel more, maybe you know, right now I'm on a show that airs in Atlanta, Canada. Could some stuff I do air nationally? Mm -hmm. You know, like there is potential, there's stuff. But again, yeah. 
nationally slash social media, kind of same thing because social media can go anywhere. So, yeah, I don't know. There's a few little things. There's nothing definite, but I definitely love the current situation. You got to see what happens on January 1st next year when you write it in the notebook (laughs) and where it takes you. Listen, on my list is, I said it earlier, giving blood. Yeah. And I want you with me when you do it. I haven't done it in a little bit myself, but I I love doing it and you get a free Oreo at the end. (laughs) We go for the Oreos. (laughs) My blood's like molasses. Yeah, your blood doesn't (sighs) work. It's awful. Every time they're like, uh... Did you, like, have you ever drank a glass of water? And I drink, like, so many liquids, especially now that we go and it's happened so many times. But, yeah, it's it was a problem the last few times we've gone. For you guys being podcast hosts, but also people who are people who get interviewed a lot because of what you do yeah. in the arts. What are, are there things that, you know, this is kind of research for me because I don't get to often have these like real conversations with people that I might interview. Are there things that like make you nervous from interviewers? Are there things you like don't like being asked? Are there things that ahead of time that you think like, oh, I'm nervous that the interviewer will do this or ask this? You know what I mean? Does that make sense? I think that for me, a lot of the time when I'm getting interviewed, it's because of something I'm doing. So the questions are generally the same. Like if I put a new album out, the questions are going to be, what's the album about? Where are you playing? So I I don't know exactly what's going to come about, but I know it's going to be generally related to what's happening in my career. Um, so, but there's nothing like, oh, I hope they don't ask about this song or something. Right. But. Uh, so you don't get stressed. You're not like, you're not worried. Do you know what my fear is? Like, this might sound crazy, but I'm like, what if I don't understand the question? Yeah. Even there's been a few times tonight that you've asked me things and I'm like, I don't know that I fully answered what she said. Or like I start talking and I kind of forget what the question was and don't know where I'm going with it. We'll just go back <laughs> and uh, punch in your uh, yeah. another, another take. <laughs> no, everything normal. was perfect. Yeah, no, you were amazing. I, I always get worried people are going to ask me a question like we asked you about <laughs> what's your favorite music video. Like those you really, panic. Those really yeah. simple or seemingly simple questions. But if you haven't thought about it, mm-hmm. because those are the ones that make you feel embarrassed. Mm-hmm. It's like, well... Why'd I say that? Like, you only asked me what my favorite music video was. It's not like you're asking me some types of physics equation. I would prefer the (laughs) physics question so I could put some thought into it. But it's those, like, really quick one-liners that I often stumble over. So that's what I get nervous about. Like, What is your favorite music video right now? Quick, quick. What's my favorite color? Quick. Ah! Music video. Spice Girls. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Clearly. That's my go-to from now on. I I remember I had much music just came into my community and I was like 14, and I like the Spice Girls videos too. Okay, good. <laughs> yeah. See, so we're all on the same page. Have this in common. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if they were my favorite. Which Spice Girl would you be? Would I be? Mm-hmm. Uh, not posh. <laughs> Um, the fact that he knows the names alone. <laughs> we're going to see how many through the list he uh, Okay, know. posh, baby. <laughs> Um, Ginger was that her actual Spice Girl name, or was that her like a colloquialism? Ginger slash sexy, but it was technically Ginger, I think. But she also went by and sexy. Sporty, but she quit. Did she quit? Remember, Ginger was Jerry Halliwell. Yes, yeah. Jerry. Yeah. Yes, that's right. Um, I oh, guess out of all scary. those, I'd be baby. <laughs> yeah, scary was the other one. You'd I, be baby. <laughs> Baby? <laughs> we would be baby. No, well, if, 
I have to pick. Like I'm, I'm not. I'm definitely Maybe not posh. sporty. Maybe scary. sporty or scary. I can't remember what their personalities were like, to be honest. Other... Maybe it would be the last one I would have chose for you, but I love <laughs> the you picked. I remember what they looked like, and that's about it. He, yeah. Okay, he, this is why he answered that. He thinks Baby's the hottest. So right. he picked no, Baby. Yes. They're all, they're all. And you we kind know. of look like her, we so that know. makes sense. My favorite was Jerry. Mm-hmm. And the day she quit was one of the wor- That and the last episode of Full House are like the two days that I might have cried the hardest. Oh, you are in the right role, my friend. <laughs> I am the like, pop culture and I'm queen. also such a classic, like '90s child. Like yeah. the nostalgia, like yes. it's sometimes embarrassing. Like the things, like so. Titanic just went back in theaters to celebrate the 25th anniversary. Oh. My husband he took video because I was like, we have to go the first night. I need because I saw <laughs> Titanic in theaters um, four times yeah. when it originally came out, and I was 11. And then so it came out. We went to see it. As soon as it starts that music, I am sobbing, <laughs> sobbing uncontrollably over Titanic that I've watched a oh. hundred times. But this is like who I've become. I'm like so nostalgic. It's crazy. It's funny. This age, it it hits you. And, and I, the more people I talk to, like within our generation, we all have this in common. What We're all it? looking back at neon and <clears throat> excuse me. I'm even looking at 80s palettes for my new paintings. Like, who is this appealing to? <laughs> I had the most nostalgic moment ever last summer. So I went home to my small hometown for the Inverness gathering. It's a week everyone comes home and mm-hmm. it's just a big party. And my cousin's band was playing at a local venue. And he's he's my age, but his band plays all 90s covers. So went out to this show, and I hadn't been out at home in, in ages. And there was this very clear divide where all the people my age were in one area, <laughs> kind of the back looking on, and then up front dancing and being a little bit more wild were all these 19, 20-year-old kids. And I was just looking at them as these songs from my youth are playing, <laughs> And I'm like, that guy looks like my friend. This, that, that guy kind of looks like me. And, and it's just all You're like, looking at your past. there's like a fight happening on the dance floor. And then you see like a young couple like falling in love. And I'm like, this is the most amazing moment ever. I just stood there and observed it and drank like <laughs> 20 beer in. or whatever. But yeah, <laughs> trying to keep up. Yeah. Yeah. And then the next day I wrote a song called Nostalgia. Oh. And it's going to be on the Newtown Heroes album. Oh, when's that so, coming out? Uh, Probably this summer. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah. good. Well, you're going to have to hit me up. Oh, I'd like we, to know beforehand. Will. Yeah, well, um, advanced copy coming your way. Do you guys feel... So you just turned 40, right? Mm-hmm. And how old are you? 40. We are both 40. Yeah. Do you guys feel like other 40-year-olds are so much older than you sometimes? Like, like we, I met these people the other day, and we were going to hang out with them. My husband was like, how old are they? I was like, oh, probably like five years older than us. I don't know. And then like I get there and they're like, oh, like they told us and they were the same age as us. And I was like, oh, like I have no concept that I'm this old. You know what I mean? Like you stop, you think everyone around you is like, I don't even want to say like look so much older, but you know, like you just kind of think people are older. Yeah. It's strange to be like, oh, we're, we're middle aged now. Like even that, I I know, I know it's cringy almost. We had, uh, when Matt Mays was here, he talked quite a bit about turning 40 and just this hyper awareness of if I'm lucky I'm halfway through this mm-hmm. and and that being just so reflective for him and looking back and like oh I have all these things I want to do and so I mean I 
quit my 10-year stable government job to become an artist at 40. And, and how's some that going? might call that like a midlife crisis. Or... How's it going though? Like, how do you feel about it? And like, like you gave up a government job. You were making good money. You have a house in a nice area. Like, is it hard? Is it awesome? It, like, what is what have your feelings been? It's all of those. <laughs> Ask me on any given I would day. Say, I would say way, way more than not, my life has improved. So my health, definitely my mental health, um, have, have improved dramatically. I used to get a lot of migraines. I rarely experience like even those physical manifestations of stress. And um, but it's. I still am getting used to the ebbs and flows of entrepreneurship, the unpredictability of money coming in, mm-hmm. uh, of marketing myself. And like you were talking about earlier, like not wanting to be all look at me, look at me. But if I'm not doing it, nobody else is doing it for me. Totally. Yeah. Um, it's more the emotional stuff that I'm having to get used to. I don't regret it. Uh, There's aspects of that environment that I miss. Like, I enjoyed being in politics because I like engaging in those intellectual conversations. Yeah. Um, I liked being part of the decision making. I appreciate that I have an understanding of the inner workings of government and politics. When so many people have opinions on this, I feel like I actually have this educated perspective. So I, I miss parts of how it made me feel and the identity that came with it. But I would say for the most part, like we like Mike and I have had so many experiences in the last year that I just couldn't have come along. Like Mm -hmm. I just don't have that many vacation days Mm -hmm. to get to go to Cape Breton for a week because he might be recording and then we're connecting with friends or seeing shows. And it's enriched my life doing this podcast. We've met so many people like way, way more positive. Um, But definitely it's a struggle financially and emotionally at times. Yeah. How long have you two been together? We met February 16th, <laughs> 2012. 11 or 12, yeah. And have been together ever since? Uh, yeah, more or less. We, we, we met and then we weren't together for... How long have you been married? Seven, seven years. years. Yeah, we just had our anniversary. Yeah. Happy anniversary. Ago. Yeah. yeah, thanks. And so for the first... Five at least years of your marriage you were going to work every day like you mentioned you're gone nine to five what has it been like for you guys because you're working you've put a you know a book together you're doing this podcast together you're really working like in partnership now like in life but in in business too how has that been for you guys it's it's great uh it's like kristen said when she first left that job we we realized how much more we could do together just in fun things but also like hey she'll come can i can you take some pictures for social media now we'll go in the backyard i'll take the camera and get some shots or like hey can you edit this like so it was just our productivity i think went up a lot and then we're like it's tuesday and it's 32 degrees out let's go to the beach so we can just drive 10 minutes and be on the beach and can still be working there if we want like bring some stuff to to write in a notebook and so i i think the everything in our life has improved for sure and i think your mental health's definitely way better and not driving 
in rush hour twice a day is just mm, a huge, huge relief. Yeah. I And I get excited. I think we both get excited to go into Halifax now. Like, because before you were in there. <laughs> Big er- city. Yeah. You were in there every day. <laughs> it like it now. And yeah. wanted to just get away from it. Now we go in and just do our favorite things that we, because we don't go in that often. We go in mm-hmm. when we have something to do or mm-hmm. we have a day off and want to go see a movie or something. But yeah, I think everything is improved and we we have to work on things like if I'm in the middle of a song and Kristen working on a song here and Kristen wants me to do something, like I can't just step out and do it and vice versa. If she's painting or something, we just have to learn to communicate. Yeah, and that makes sense. Last mm-hmm. week we came up with a term. We haven't we haven't used it yet. But we said we need a term because sometimes Kristen will be asking me for my opinion. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not really mm-hmm. paying attention. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, if we say this term, we have to give her 100% divided, un- undivided me- attention. I want to know the term. So <laughs> we threw a few around and we arrived at animal balloon. So if either of balloon us says- animal. Balloon animal. <laughs> yeah. So if either of us says- Yeah, we haven't ba- practiced with it yet. Balloon animal, we- uh, we have to quit everything we're doing and 100% undivided attention for however long it takes for that issue to be resolved. I love that for you guys. You guys, And what I think is cool, like you mentioned, you know, you going out and taking photos for her social media, whatever. Yeah. She has somebody that she like fully trusts and feels comfortable. You know how sometimes you feel stupid, like at work, like. I want a picture. Like, I feel stupid. To, you yes, know, you feel totally like, get that. Like one thing that I really try to do is make f- people feel good when they're doing something that they might be uncomfortable doing. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people don't do that. Like if you ask somebody to take a picture for you or any like just little things that just seem like a lot of people like, oh, blah, blah, like make the person feel good and fix yeah, their hair and tell them to six put, pictures, yeah, different orientations. Six, like, yeah. Yeah. Like. So to have like your person mm-hmm. with you, like most of the time who will do those things for you, that's got to be like pretty epic. You guys must have that too. We do, but I'm I'm at work all day too yeah. and like I'm very specific and picky. So I like find it and everybody's very busy at work. So there is like we mentioned like I want to do like more social media stuff and whatever and I find it hard sometimes to like be able to do stuff myself and then I'm always like you know Nobody does anything the way I want them to do it. And da, da, da. Or like you feel stupid or you or just the patience isn't there. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, like my husband, he's totally an Instagram husband. He's great when we're actually together. together. Yes. And we would work great together. And we have we've worked at three radio stations together. Like and yeah. that's where we fell in love. Like we yeah. we know we can work together. It just in this situation, it doesn't work out. But I mean, yeah. that's on my list, too. When we talk about future, he would be more involved in my day to day it's not for everyone like I've even had some of my closest friends say like you guys are together a lot mm-hmm. as if to say that would be my nightmare right. if it were with my partner but, but you're but like no yeah we we love it we've made it work I think we work well together it, uh, I, I'm more getting used to the lifestyle of an entrepreneur and trying to respect those boundaries and knowing that like we're lucky that we have studios on opposite ends of the house so we go often full days where we meet at dinner just like we would before but we're here if something comes up so yeah Yeah. um do you guys have a dream podcast guest because you asked me about interview is there 
I know you reached out to Anne Murray and she she said no yeah. to you guys too. So listen, we're in this share together. The Anne Murray vibes here. <laughs> we're channeling you, you gotta Anne. go for it. We're putting our faith into seeing your dreams fulfilled through Anne. Yes. <sighs> yeah, we'll will Anne for you. A dream guest. Uh, I'd like to talk to Eddie Vedder from Pearl Jam. Mm, that would be incredible. Yeah. I, I'm like you, Katie, where we've we focused a lot on Nova Scotia people that interest us. Part of it is because we love inviting them personally into the mm. studio. Mm-hmm. I think we're one of the few podcasts, at least at this stage in our interviews, where we've been able to have everyone join us here. We haven't transitioned into Zoom, which we might have to do when Eddie comes on. Mm. Uh, we <laughs> he's do ca- that for he's him. sitting right where Katie is right I now. I think he would love that. But there's just there's so much talent and inspiration in our own province that it's been a real joy just to get to know those people better that we might see on the street or see their show poster up, but don't really know them as people. Mm. And that's been one of my favorite parts of this. Yeah, it's been really cool watching you guys do this and... I'm just, I can't, I'm still like, I don't feel worthy of being here, but it's oh, been so geez. fun talking to you guys. <laughs> yeah. No, it has. It's awesome. And, and I will say like, you know, you're like, oh, like, do you have any tips for us? Whatever. You guys are just so easy to talk to. And that's the most important thing. Like, honestly, yeah. being able to just carry a conversation, take, you know, somebody's answer and let that lead into the next thing. Just let it flow naturally. And that's yeah. exactly what you guys do. The the biggest mistake you can make in, in a situation like this is to talk about something that people like an inside joke or pick up like, oh, when we did that thing the other day, haha, but then not explain yourself. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. that's something that you'll find happens a lot with especially like long interviews. Yes. That some stuff will come up between the people chatting, but they have, you know, say what it's they mean. Context. Yeah. And then people listening are like, I didn't, I didn't get that. So if you bring something up because it just happens to come up, give the backstory, explain, yeah. you know, what you meant. That's the only real thing that, that I'll sense, say that I've yeah. seen happen a lot. Okay. Yeah. Well, thank you for your tips, Katie. <laughs> Definitely for, not a pro. But thanks for just being so you. Like, yeah. We we just love seeing you. You're I like love seeing a, you a light so in the much. room. Like when I see you even way in the distance in a room, it's just like, it's infectious. I know. And I we met, well, I guess we met during COVID over Zoom when you guys yeah. um, were on the show. Yeah. But there's something about both of you that like, I think people are really drawn to and you just like can feel that you're genuine, nice people. Like I, I, I mean, I don't know either of you super well. It's not like we hang out all the time, but I feel very oh, comfortable. We will now. I know. <laughs> I feel very comfortable with you both. Like, I truly do. Like, I felt like if somebody's like, oh, you have to go, like, spend the day with him, I'd be like, I'd feel, I wouldn't feel stressed about it. I'd feel, like, calm about it because I'd be like, I know this is going to be comfortable. And you guys just have that about you. Thank you. So. Thank you. Yeah, that means a lot. We we just love getting to know people and chatting with you is because we see you on the tv all the time no, on the, and on we, the tv no yeah. one no one's asking you questions there so <laughs> it was nice to just get to know you on a little bit deeper level and yeah. Your small town success story, <laughs> yeah. the pride of Sheet Harbor. <laughs> I always joke at work. It's a joke that I want to sign that says, because, you know, like Sydney, like, this is this is when I find funny, like me comparing myself to Sydney Crosby, which is not a real thing. But it's just like, you know how he has the yes. Cole Harbor sign. Yeah. I'm like, I want the Sheet Harbor sign. That's like We've my dream. We've talked about this, the town signs. <laughs> you're, 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 don't worry. <laughs> okay, good. You're definitely the biggest celebrity from Sheet Harbor, <laughs> definitely, right? Definitely, definitely. I know one other person from there. Who but. do you know? Uh, Luke Levy. <laughs> oh, he's a great musician. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> awesome. Yes, I know Luke. Luke he went can on have my bus. like a little subtitle on the sign too. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, totally. Luke can get one too. He went on my bus, so. Oh yeah, yeah he's back in Cheat Harbor building boats. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. yeah, his yeah. I mean, that's a whole other story. But his parents to the Sober Island. Uh, yeah. All of the stuff down there, the tours, and yeah, he they're amazing. That's yeah. That's what it is. It's like everybody knows everybody. Like you can't say you know fr- somebody from Sheet Harbor and not tell yeah, me you who have it to is because I'm 100 yeah, yeah. percent gonna know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Well, yeah. Truly an honor to have you here, and we wish you nothing but the best ahead. And it's uh, it's amazing watching your growth happen just in front of our eyes, and just how you're just winning people over all over the province and beyond. Thank so. you. And mm-hmm. to end this, I want. To know from both of you that when you're like, you know, when you're at the Grammys and when you're at the, like the biggest arts awards that I'm texting you and I get the first interview the next morning, I don't care if Oprah's calling. You're first You can't line. leave it's me on record, okay? It's on record okay, now. Okay, good. That's yes. all that matters. Okay, good. Happily. Thank you. <laughs> we love you so much, Katie. I Thank love you, you for both. being here. Thanks, buddy. Thank you. Cheers. Look at that, eh? We did it. We did it. I thought she was amazing for being the person interviewed. Katie's always the one asking the question. Yeah. So I'm sure this was a new experience for she her. She asked a few questions too. You she know? did. She, she turned the interview around, which I like that though. I like that too. It makes for a more organic conversation. Yeah, in a, in a normal conversation, both parties are asking their own questions to the other person or people. So yeah, it, it, it's, it makes sense. She's a pro, and I feel like I've learned more about interviewing styles from her as well. And today's International Women's Day, so I'm glad we got to have a super cool, awesome, inspiring, powerful, badass woman, huh? Likewise. She's the perfect representative for today. She's always helping others out. She highlighted a few key women in her life that have been meaningful and made an impact, so... I'm happy that we got to talk about all of these amazing women in our lives, too. And you have a few things coming up you want to share? Yeah, I'm hosting a virtual art show on my Facebook page. So if you go over to Kristen Harrington Art, uh, I'm going to have that show on Sunday, March 19th at 2 o'clock. So it'll be my first time doing a live art show from my living room, but I kind of feel like With all of the logistics of getting people out to a traditional art show, uh, even me taking the artwork there and hanging them in signage, it's it's fun. Don't get me wrong. I love it. But this is a kind of an intimate way of presenting it. And I'll be able to talk about the paintings more in depth than I would at just a show where you walk around. Yeah, it's a super cool idea. Yeah, thanks. What about you? Anything you want to talk about? I've got a bunch of shows coming up. I guess just going to our website and you can check out what we have going on there townheroes.com slash shows cool slash slash it out and we got a laser pointer for george today so let's go play with him and that and see where it takes us sounds great cheers everyone thanks for tuning in everyone love y'all bye